0: Yes,
1: Yes. okay. We had a false alarm, and Andrew swore, and then the computer started spewing steam out of its ears, but I think we're actually rolling now. Yes, we are. Excellent. I realized a couple of weeks ago that I don't, I think it may have been since like episode one, since we like actually introduced ourselves. Yeah, Our names, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just kind of run into this. We're,
0: we're the anonymous Mayfair people. With we, no names. We don't even work here. We just like... I mean, that's
2: why people keep coming to the box office being like, are you on the podcast? Yeah.
0: Somebody called me by your name, I think, the other <laughs> night. Like, someone called me Josh. And you know, if someone does that, just go, if you like what he says, <laughs> I am him. If not,
1: I'm not him. Okay, so I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm one of the partners here at the Mayfair and occasional manager kind of guy.
2: I'm Mel, one of the manager people.
0: The general manager,
2: <laughs> who works box office. You're
1: like the bu- you're like even you though you run this place. Even though I'm your boss, you're like no, my boss. You're we like- all work together, guys.
0: And I'm An- and I'm <laughs> yes, Andrew.
1: Weird. I'm my own
2: grandpa. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I'm Andrew, one of the managers and sometime candy bar person. And I think and out of the Internet. three of
1: us, are you actually the longest employed by the Mayfair That's Theater? That's a good question. By Mayfair Theater Prime. Um, because <laughs> Mel worked at, at the uh, dearly departed Orleans yeah. Mayfair, mm-hmm.
2: but you were working here at the time.
1: Yes, and I came on as an owner about six months in in two thousand nine. I was just a fan and a friend
0: first. Oh yeah, I might have been. I think I was here before you. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're the so eldest. I've been here. I've been here <laughs> like six years. Yeah. Did but you I,
1: start pre-takeover or
2: post-takeover? Post-takeover. Okay. Yeah. And then but, the, I think but, Matthew was pre-takeover.
0: Yeah, there's some of our, our
1: former projectionists and now techie guys who mm-hmm. have been here. Like uh, one of our projectionists, or whatever you call them now, one of our tech, tech gurus, Nick, has been here forever.
0: Yeah. He, it
2: was his first job. Yeah. That's what he told me. He was an usher.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't even know that. Right? Wow.
0: <laughs> no, so, I think anyway, one of our sorry. candy bar people... Anna's might have been here before me. Okay, I'm yeah. not. I, but I don't even remember. See, I was here, like in. <laughs> so the, I have been here for a while.
1: There was this horrible time in like early mid 2008 where news went out that the Mayfair was going extinct, and then I bumped into a couple of the guys at one of those free preview screenings, um, and they were like, "Don't tell anybody, but wheels are in motion." And I was like, "Well, anything I could do to help, let me know." And then a couple of the folks who helped hit the ball rolling, had other things to do with their lives, and, and I think amicably moved on. Mm-hmm. And there was a space open, and they offered it to me. And so it's one of those things where it's like it was never planned. It was never like – and I was almost going to become a real grown-up and, like, use my life savings to, like, you know, put a down payment on something, and instead I put it all towards the Mayfair. So
0: Which is your home anyway. Which I mean, is, yeah. you're, you're probably here more than, than oh, yeah. you're at home.
1: Yeah. Like, if if I – there's that – What's that, uh, there's like an app game where you can say where you've been uh, and you get like points to be I mean, like... I didn't want to
2: say like Yelp or something like
1: it's that. Like, it's like... Yelp is like business Foursquare? reviews. Foursquare? Is it Foursquare? Oh. Yeah. I would... I would... All of us would win Foursquare because if we're not here... If I'm not here watching a movie, I'm here doing this or I'm here... Like this week, I'm here working a couple shifts. I'm gonna come see SpongeBob on Saturday. I'm here now for this. I'm here tomorrow for an interview. Someone's doing a documentary about House of Targ, our neighbors. Again. Again. So so you're uh, this is the second you're the time go-to I got tricked. The targ guy. <laughs> yeah. This is the <laughs> second time that, that a
0: Mayfair <laughs> person is doing an interview with someone who wants to talk about the business across the street. Yeah,
1: which is fine. I love Targ, but what's funny is is the guys have been the guy's have been asking me questions that I can't really answer because it's something that like Yogi or one of the Targ guys would have to answer. Like what's the, the, the hardships of running Targ? And I'm like, Well, I don't know, probably and I just kind of trying to be, you know, knowledgeable about it as much as I can, but just saying it's probably the same as any business, you know, but but yeah, so anyhow, so I'm coming in tomorrow for that and so I'm here all the time. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's stuff too, like I'm going to I'm helping out my Derby friends on Saturday night. So I always laugh when You miss seeing a movie here. Like, I want to come see Vampiros Lesbos, but I think I'm going to miss it because I'll be out in the middle of nowhere at a roller derby thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, So even in that situation, I'm like, oh, and the one time I want to be here just to watch something, I'll miss it.
2: Yeah.
1: But, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, so in conclusion, we are here a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think Sunday is the only day that I'm not here this week. Yeah. Last Sunday. Last Sunday. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Now you're here again. I was like, man. Before I walked in, I was like, I'm sleepy. Can we just nap on this podcast and just be like, we all tune in, say hello, then you hear us like put our heads down on the desk course, and I'm like sorry. have have a like in grade school when your substitute teacher didn't care. We are just like it's it's a nap class. Just <laughs> have a nap class here. Head go outside and up. have recess. Yeah, go outside and read a book. Pretend it to be a school book. But um, yeah, so we're here today. It's it's a interesting day or week this week because. Uh, Ottawa Film Society rents out the place once a month for three days. Yeah. Which is a, a great get for us because it gets a lot of people in the door and uh, they show a lot of times stuff we've shown before, but it's kind of like foreign films and artsy films and stuff. They're usually
2: uh, a little bit older. Yeah. Um, but like award winners of some sort. Yeah. Things so, that have a lot of positive reviews.
1: So if you see on our website or on our marquee when it says Ottawa Film Society, it's a it's a outside endeavor so you buy your tickets you you become a member through them and it's like a very reasonable price it's like 60 bucks or something for the year for the year yeah and you get you know and you don't have to do the double bill like because it's two movies on the same two movies on tuesday wednesday thursday
2: yeah so you pick one day of week of the week that you're gonna come yeah. basically and then you get a double bill once and, a month
0: and it's relatively And I think you have to be sixty-five to, to no. join. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a real rule. <laughs> there, there's nobody like under the age of sixty-five in the Ottawa film, I think.
1: Yeah, but I didn't. And, and they, I
0: think it's mostly women because the the lineup to the ladies' room is always oh, really yeah. <laughs> long. I'm just saying. I'm not like complaining.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they've been around for a while too. Like they've been a film society in Ottawa for.
2: I don't know when they started, a but time, they. I think claim to be the oldest film society in ottawa see some proof i, I mean ottawa i don't film think society. that there's anybody that's going to knock them off that podium but
1: yeah and um so that's this week and we have wild tales uh, running through the kind of matinee slot during the week and then which looks great yeah. yeah i'm glad we held it over for a few days so i can come see it uh Next week because I love anthologies and the opening
2: scene is incredible.
0: Like and it's I haven't an, seen any of it, but I'm I'm hearing the music. Yeah, the That's music like, is so good. The music is amazing,
1: and it's like always like sometimes anthologies are a bit more like genre leaning. Like mm-hmm. I think of like Creepshow or Twilight Zone. But
0: there's been dramatic one like there's New York Stories New York like Woody, yeah. Woody Allen and Scorsese Scorsese and Coppola, and then there's Four Rooms with four Tarantino four rooms, and Jean Robert Rodriguez. So well. No. It only seems to work with genre.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen Four Rooms. Like, I saw Four Rooms. I was in Vancouver at the time. And um, it, it was a lot of hype for film nerds. Because, like, Quentin Tarantino... I don't think Quentin Tarantino has ever not been at a peak. He's on been quite a good role for the past 20 years of winning mm. awards and everything. But it was right kind of post-Pulp Fiction and post-El Mariachi for Robert Rodriguez. And the and kind of that young 20-something... Video store boom was happening, so Mm -hmm. there was a lot of buzz around Four Rooms, and then just it didn't work. Well, I
0: think it's because like they they all became pretty popular really quickly. At least Tarantino did, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, hey, we've made one or two movies. It's time for us to do our anthology movie, and it's like, well, well, no, it's like
2: backwards a little.
0: Well, like with New York Stories, which I haven't, I, I admit I haven't seen, but I don't think a lot of people have seen it. Uh, with New York stories, like Coppola and Scorsese and Woody Allen, they'd been making movies for like, you know, at least yeah. 10, 15 years before yeah. they did the anthology thing. So it's like...
1: And who... I, and I seem to recall in Four Rooms, the only one I really liked was Robert Rodriguez. The
0: babysitter one? Yeah.
1: with, with And it was... Uh, it just seemed like it could have lived on its own. Yeah. And Tarantino's was just like a bunch of his pals hanging out. Yeah, it's kind of a
0: room. vanity project, yeah. I think. Like those kind of movies. Yeah. They just hire their friends, and
1: but this one is the same filmmaker, uh, Wild Tales. It's just one filmmaker, one filmmaker, with, filmmaker yeah. doing six shorts of the same same theme, mm-hmm. um, and it's supposed to be a nice kind of dark, revengeful tale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Like I said, so we're holding that over for a few, uh, an extra week, mm-hmm. um, and then we have uh, the voices starting up on Friday with uh, Ryan Reynolds which is a little movie, but I've seen on... He was on some talk show. He was on Conan or somebody talking about it, so I've seen a clip of it, of him talking to his dog and his cat.
0: And uh, it's from yeah. the director of Persopolis or something, some Persepolis. animated... Persepolis. Persepolis. Yes.
1: Which played at the
2: Ottawa International Animation Festival a few years back.
0: It was a comic book and then a cartoon. Yeah. And so this might be like the American debut for that director, I think?
1: I, I don't know. She's I think she's... Is she Canadian? I think she's... No? Was it
0: Mar- Marjane Satrapi? Yeah, is her name.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like a, like an it, it's. Um, I like Ryan Reynolds because it's so funny now. Like, uh, all the, there's been a lot of nerd buzz that he's got uh, his Deadpool project backed off the, back off the ground, and I am a like I was just the right age when Deadpool came out. That she's Iranian as well. Sure.
0: Iranian director. Yeah, I think this is her American debut. Oh, cool. But, Oscar nominee.
1: Yes. But yeah, like, Deadpool is... You blink and people say, oh, Deadpool's a new character. And you're like, oh my god, no. Deadpool's no. like 20-something years old. Uh, and he evolved, but he, he kind of became this, like, Ferris Buellery breaking breaking-the-fourth-wall antihero, set firmly within the Marvel Universe. So there'd be this weird stuff where he'd be, like, in a book with Spider-Man, talking to you, and saying, like, I don't care if I'm the guest star in your book and Spider-Man would be saying like what are you talking about?
2: Mm.
1: So then this movie The Voices is about a guy with imaginary cat and dog friends, I think.
2: I don't think that the pets are imaginary. No, the I pets think are he's yeah, imagining the voices. Their voices, yeah. right.
1: But it's it's interestingly kind of akin to Deadpool, which is weird, about a a, a dark comedic kind of story with voices cuz Deadpool also has voices in his head. Mm. Um, so I just think that's kind of an interesting coincidence that this is yeah coming out as he is filming Deadpool as we speak. It's an interesting little like, warm-up challenge for him as an actor, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I like that he's one of those actors who does these little movies like this, and then we will go do an X-Men movie. So. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so we have that also coming out. That's the Ottawa premiere, actually. Mm-hmm. Ottawa premiere
0: this Friday coming up.
1: And, um, and then
0: Timbuktu. The, Timbuktu.
2: Which has been doing great at the Bytown.
0: Yeah. This is like an international movie. This is like, was uh, it Arabic? Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: And often, when uh, if you happen, strangely, you have to be listening from outside of Ottawa, which could happen, I guess, we have a kind of sister theater here in town, the Bytown, uh, which I always think is cool because so many cities aren't don't have theaters to have, like this. Have <laughs> one theater and Ottawa coexists with two, and often we don't step on each other's toes too much because we have different programming. But sometimes. We're able to kind of go back and forth with the same movie, and they don't seem that far away from us, but I think we're just far enough away from each other that there's people in that community who are walk-in business, and people in this community who are walk-in business, Mm -hmm. and then other folks who drive or bus or whatever, but- Or go to both. Or go to both. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: there's a bunch of people who just love both of us Yeah, there's a
1: ton of people with both membership cards- and I always get to tease them when they flash the wrong one. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> like
2: you must have a membership for the Mayfair because you're pulling out your Bytown card. And they're yeah. like, oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. And we I, I, like, I like that we live in a world where we're, we're, we're Twitter friendly with them, which yeah. is always nice. Where back and forth, there's been times where someone has said like, oh, I missed Timbuktu at the Bytown. And they will say, oh, well, our friends at the Mayfair have it this week. And I've done that vice versa as mm-hmm. well, where someone said, oh, we missed something. And I said, oh, check the buy-down schedule because I believe it starts up next week. So mm-hmm. it's much nicer I do, than... I
2: do that in person too. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Whatever, they're great.
1: Yeah, So, but it's, it's cool because I've been to cities like, you know, Boston. And I and I could be wrong, but I don't think Boston has two repertory single-screen kind of theatres. I, I think Vancouver used to, but I think, like, Vancouver, a lot of them closed down the last few years. And even, like, Toronto's... Poor Torontonian film geeks because there's... I don't know. They have a,
2: single screens, but yeah, they're not repertory.
1: Yeah, and there's like a dozen that are now like a bookstore or a Tim Hortons mm-hmm. or, you know, condos or whatever. So even they once upon a time had a whole bunch and now not so much. But yeah. but yeah, so Bytown has had this one and often we do look at that and say, people say, like, are you getting it? And we say, Yeah, probably. You know, if you don't mind waiting, you're gonna support us, don't mind waiting. We'll have it soon after the the Bytown does.
2: Yeah.
1: And then uh the aforementioned Vampiros Lesbos, which I think we talked about last week.
0: Which just I'm Franco's sure, classic. sad because I think you're going to miss it. And then the Duke of Burgundy. This looks excellent. I know nothing about the Speaking Duke of Speaking like, like like Vampiros Lesbos and Duke of Burgundy, like if you like kind of sexy cinema, if yeah. you're both of those. missing
2: the Saturday night cinema.
0: Yeah, come see this stuff. <laughs> come see Duke of Burgundy, which, you know, it, you can kind of see similarities in both a little bit. And it's a present-day present day tale? Yeah, it's from the director of Barbarian Sound Studio, which we showed. Oh, yeah. Which was a really interesting movie, kind of like a throwback to like old sort of Italian genre films. Yeah. And Duke of Burgundy is sort of like a throwback to like 70s European uh, softcore stuff. I
1: think it's funny that people, th- people always, especially on a horror film, sometimes fans will be like, oh, it's only rated 14A, and they get mad about it. But Canadians were so much more lenient, and I just noticed that... Burgundy is rated fourteen A, mm-hmm. when in the States I think it's rated R.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: sometimes even if it's rated fourteen A, it can still be, you know, risque, it could still be something uh, what was it? We just uh, Fury. Fury blew my mind that it was only rated fourteen A just because it was so violent. Yeah. Like and maybe it gets some kind of sliding scale because it was historical or, you know, a uh, Probably. But Man, that was and violent. there was no sex in it. No. Yeah, you, you, can, you can have all the violence you want and all the swearing you want, but no, no topless scene allowed. Yeah,
0: sex seems to, to bother the, the ratings people.
1: Which is weird, because I was just thinking about like the kind of cliche comedy of the 80s, where it was like, you know, Revenge of the Nerds, kind of goofy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And even in comedies of that ilk nowadays, you don't get that same...
2: Amount of boobs? Yeah,
0: you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. But, but it's, it's true due to violence, you, right? Like <laughs> you don't see, you don't really see nudity that much in, in American movies anymore. Yeah, and it, whereas like, it used to be, like in the seventies, especially, like you'd yeah. you know see it a lot. And then like like Fury, which was
1: just like the opening scene of Fury was just so violent, and then it didn't stop. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my god, this is only like, and and then oh what was oh Gone Girl, Gone mm-hmm. Girl was one of those weird ones where. You know, critically acclaimed, people here based on a book, people's Oscar nominated, all these kind of things. And it wasn't like four-year-olds coming in, but there was at least two occasions where like a mom and a dad, or it was like, brought like a, you know, like a 13-year-old. So, totally fine, totally mm-hmm. by the rules. Like, it was only rated 14A, I believe. And, but part of me was just like, oh, are you sure? Because there's a scene with Doogie in this movie. That's <laughs> that maybe okay for some parents' kids? Yeah. Because
2: their parents talk to them. But like. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's
1: some pretty rough scenes in this yeah. movie. Yeah, But then you have, like, like Army of Darkness, I always think, which is R-rated.
0: And it's but it's like a kid's movie, this really. This
1: ridiculous. It's, yeah. It's like, like
0: a Ray Harryhausen movie. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's a bit of gore, but it's cartoonish. Like,
1: maybe Bruce swears a couple times, and maybe that's what got it, but, like... But
0: that was 1993, so if it were rated... We're talking uh, Ontario, the Ontario Review Board, because mm-hmm. uh, movies are rated provincially in Canada, whereas right. in the states, it's just that one, yeah, MPAA organization.
1: Yeah, because I remember uh, back in my high school Mayfair days, the Mayfair screened uh, an anime film called Aratsugadoshi Oh, is that the, the one? Overfield. Yeah,
0: is that there's something in that that's
1: it, <laughs> it's messed up. And and my joke was I I, I watched that moments before heading out. West to go to film school. And that was my joke was like, because right on the poster it says, like, you know, banned in four provinces and whatever, like, right on the poster. And I was like, oh, I got, I'm going to Vancouver because there's no chance of me seeing this there. And, and I want to get as far away from this as possible. But, because yeah, in, in Vancouver it was rated like X, I guess. And here yeah. it was rated R. And it was, it's. Well, it, R pretty much or, means X here in Ontario. Oh, so what's the other, like 18A, 18, 18 18 14A, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's, it's it's you know just imagine the worst of anime you could imagine and that's what
0: isn't there like a giant penis in that movie? There's a lot of
1: tentacles. There's a lot of you know Sailor Moon looking girls having horrible things done to them. You know. Yeah.
0: It's,
1: but but you watch it, and you're like, oh, I can't believe this, and and that's. It, it gives that genre a bad name, because for all of that, then there's the studio it's, it's, Ghibli, which it, is amazing, you know? It's, it's
0: a little weird. It might be weird for the Japanese tourism board. Like, what's going on in yeah. Japan? It be said <laughs> yeah. for
2: any genre, though, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
1: but so that that was an example of something that was not banned in, in Ontario, that other provinces were more harsh with.
0: Speaking of, of banned movies, I think a uh, video drone when it first came out i think it might have been there was a screening schedule here that i think oh. might have been banned mm-hmm. i think there was some lady in the community who's like and i'm always yeah. sexist or something yeah yeah and it, it there was going to be a uh, there was going to be a screening here and it got shut down wow. by this i don't know if it was this one woman or this this group yeah who thought this is you know it's misogynistic or something
1: in the past few years, it's been it's been few and far in between that we've had any kind of either media or patron outcry about anything. It's happened a couple times,
2: aside from us closing down.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> like positive positive ones, like you know helping us, but like any kind of I'm trying to think. I know we had that
2: Scientology screening where yeah. a bunch of people wrote to us. But
1: that was oh that,
0: I we talked about that already. Yeah, I thought that nothing happened with that. Nothing. So oh happened. no, we no. still we still screened it. But you got some complaints. Nobody showed
2: up. Yeah. people were complaining beforehand. Like, yeah. why would you show this? There was like an Ottawa Sun article. Actually, bad for people. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but then
1: it was very anticlimactic because because I have to admit I was. Because there's kind only of... like
0: five Scientologists in Ottawa or something. Yeah, and I was hoping that I know there there they was... have a church on well, Rideau Street. Well, two of them yeah. were
2: working in the office that day. One was presenting. Yeah, and two, that was two showed it. up for the screening, and then poor innocent Dan. Yeah. Got suckered into watching it and came up to me afterwards and he was like, did I just watch a Scientology <laughs> thing? I was like, yes, Dan, yes. you did.
1: Because <laughs> I, I was—I I have to admit, I was kind of anticipating like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, we're going to have a hundred protesters outside. We're going to have media here. This is going to be here. a scary
2: work day. Yeah, yeah. this is
1: going to be something. And then it was nothing. just nothing. Just well, nothing.
0: We, we did Night of the Living Dead. We, we did a screening of Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. With live music and and actors, yeah, voicing like dubbing like a live soundtrack, and somebody showed up, and it was like a huge lineup around the block, and somebody showed up and with like a little soapbox, and, and mm-hmm. at the head of the lineup, I don't know if you remember this, I do, was like, yeah. uh, it was like it was like one guy. He wasn't. Compl- I don't think he was complaining about the movie, but he just he saw it as an opportunity Literal to start. Soapbox. Yeah. Well, like, he had a little, a little box to stand on to <laughs> yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. But it was,
1: it was some, some more religious thing about it. It was something about, like... He,
0: he wasn't complaining that we were showing it. He, I think he just saw it as an opportunity to preach. Yeah. He started preaching, like, you know, you could go to hell if you don't, yeah. you know, find Jesus Christ. It was one guy, though.
1: It was, like, he didn't even have, like, a, a gang or anything. It was no. one guy.
0: I think he might have been a no sea transpo bus driver. Oh, like, wow. was, Geez,
2: was he wearing his- <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think that that
0: was his day job. And our manager at the time was, like, seriously pissed off. I mean, n- nothing yeah. happened. Like, nothing happened. We couldn't get get rid of him. Like, one of the candy bar people went out and was like, yeah, uh, can you yeah. leave, please? Like, he was afraid of him.
1: But even, like, kind of slightly more mainstream like horror stuff. I don't know if you call Human Centipede mainstream, but like even that kind of came and went and it was such like a there was a fervor around it for a little while. And, and Serbian film? Serbian film? Serbian film. Yeah, which I didn't Which see one anymore. of our one of
0: our staff has a Serbian film t-shirt? Yeah, yeah. That he wears a lot. Yeah. He, and I yeah. think he was at a bar once and they're like you should be ashamed of, Yeah, I think the t-shirt's something like uh, I like Serbian film and, you know. Yeah. Screw and you! I, I, or something. I remember,
1: God, like you know, um, Human Centipede was years ago now, and uh, it's it's insulting the film because like I, we, I came to see it with two of my friends, and it was like a midnight movie, and we were we were excited, like you know, like little kids on like a Saturday it's night when be, they have like a yeah. yeah VHS tape, and they're going to watch a scary movie, and we were like, oh, this is going to gross us out, and, and all three of us coming were kind of horror aficionados, so we were ready, we we're ready to just you know, and then it was just kind of a normal horror movie where two girls get lost in the woods and there's a mad scientist and just in, like did
2: not go as far as no. anybody anticipated I think
1: yeah and which th- just
2: speaks more to us maybe. yeah
1: and there is the whole human centipede thing but even that was there's uh, there's I, mean, I remember this because I was, I was there was one scene where you see a scalpel hit flesh mm. but it was like you know five seconds yep and like I, I've seen gorier stuff in Fury that I just talked about you know and and uh, so that was kind of a letdown. It was just kind of like, oh, uh, well, you know, we did well with it because it had such buzz and people... But then I remember people saying, like, are you going to get part two? And I think it was just like, no, I think it's over. Like, I think... Like, yeah. Well, apparently
0: part two is terrible. It
2: is awful.
0: And I don't think... Part two is more of a joke. It's more of yeah. like... It, it's more like they're making fun of the first one or the... ref. Like, it, it treats the first... It, it's a, it's like the first one's an actual movie. Yeah, it's
1: like an alternate universe.
0: It's an alternate... In part two, it's an alternate universe where... Uh, It's actually... Like, the first one is treated like a separate movie. Like, it's a movie within a movie. And that's
1: been a while, and I don't think it's done well enough to garner part three, because, like, I remember them all talking about trilogy, trilogy, and I think it's kind of, you know, it's out there now, but I think they've kind of... They're done their 15 minutes of human centipede fame now, so...
2: But even then, when people are like, don't play this, don't play that, like, in the case of the Scientology
1: movie, it's sort of
2: like, well, I'd rather play it and have a discussion about it.
1: yeah. Well, that's always my argument of like... I me- and I remember Human Centipede. Some, some people I know were upset. Like, oh, how could you play that? And I was like, yeah, but it, it sounds kind of like an easy argument. But like, where do you draw the line? Because if you say, we're not going to show Human Centipede, then do you say... Well, there's cannibalism in Silence of the Lamb, so we're not gonna show that. We're
2: gonna stop playing Rocky Horror every week because there's yeah. fishnets.
1: Or we're not we wouldn't play like a, every a week,
2: every month. political
1: documentary because I'm sure for any political documentary we show there's somebody in town who disagrees. Like, we're like, not
2: gonna play Timbuktu at all because the politics in that movie are yeah. you know.
1: Or like I like I, I heard I don't know exactly the conversation, but I know people leave in uh, Citizen Four. I totally overheard more than one Person. People walked out? Not walked out, but just not on his side. Mm-hmm. Despite, And you're like, Which wow. is a weird feeling because yeah. so
2: many people leave on his side, right? With, yeah. You
1: know. But it's like, if you I mean, he hasn't done anything in a few years, but even like when you're in the States and you're Michael Moore making a documentary, you get a lot of praise and your stuff yeah. makes money, but that's 50% of your country. So there's the other 50% who think you're a monster. Mm-hmm. But the multiplexes, I mean, he, he got his documentaries into multiplexes, which was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for everybody who enjoyed or thought bowling for Columbine was interesting, there was a lot of people who didn't, you know. Yeah. So it's always the thing when you, when you you know, a, a, a bookstore or a comic shop or a movie theater, it's like you kind of got to show everything.
0: Well, do you remember that there was that bookstore, or no, it was the comic book shop? Comic some, shop, yeah. They banned uh, Orson Scott Card's books because he's like a homophobe.
1: Well, basically what they did is they said... They said, we're not gonna ban it. I'm not gonna order it. If you would like it, we'll order it for you. So we're like, we're not censoring it. On a it. case by
2: case basis. Yeah, so but we so don't want that.
1: We don't want it on our shelf, but if you want it, we'll get one for you. But we don't want to support it. Mm-hmm. And and so that's kind of like and it and then and then it gets to be this giant conversation of where do you draw the line? Because, you know, the you know, the writer of Alice in Wonderland may have been a horrible person and et cetera, et cetera. But Woody Allen. What do you, yeah, yeah, so it, it's... Bill Cosby. It's, yeah, but it, it's... Yeah, they did that with that Superman comic, and, and I kind of lost track of that. I, I don't... I think DC may have just ended up pulling it, I think. I'm, I'm not sure what happened with that, but, but it, any, any media, any pop culture, anything, I always got fascinated a few years back, back when CDs were still more of a thing, and right around the same time, and I forget the exact reason why, but Green Day got in trouble because American idiots. Yeah, so they got in trouble. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember that. And like Walmart... Oh, well. Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't carry American Idiot. And then there was an uh, Avril Lavigne, so this is how many years ago this was, but Avril Lavigne, one of her songs. And it was just something like she swore in one of the songs or, or she said God damn or she said something like that. But then I remember walking into a Walmart for some reason and they had a display for the latest Saw movie. Mm-hmm. So they had a display weird. With, with, like, a dozen DVDs of Saw Part 4 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like violence at children level. Yeah, Saw <laughs> 4 and, and some, some, you know, best horror movie of the year quote, something like that. So I'm like, so you guys are okay with carrying Saw, but you're not okay with carrying Avril Levy? Swear
2: words within, like, yeah. like hidden inside? And so that, that's always
1: weird. an interesting conundrum when somebody decides to ban something, but then other stuff in their, in their sh- you know, Walmart, other stuff in their store is still offensive to somebody yeah but I always joke i like I like when some, some people we've been good lately but so every once in a while we'll be playing something like you know Smurfs 2 over March break and somebody on Facebook or Twitter will be like oh that's bad programming why are you playing that And it's like well we're playing that because there's kids in our community and and, and it's funny I heard David Cross defending it because David Cross who's a rather adult comedian, is in is in the Chipmunks movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, uh, indie street cred does not pay my mortgage. Yeah. 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 And he goes, and the money I'm getting from, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, the money I'm getting from, from doing Chipmunks, which takes three weeks out of my year, I can then use to go do my projects.
2: Like Mr. Show. Like Mr. Show,
1: <laughs> yeah. And he goes, and it's like, you know, you're not for... You know, remember when you were four and you really liked something? Go back and watch that now. Yeah, and like, you know, like how do
2: you think young kids become fans of older actors? Like, yeah. I only realized recently that Dustin Hoffman was Hook. Right. In, 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 <laughs> yeah. in Hook, but you know, later. Yeah. You know, when you and, realize, oh my God, this yeah. guy played this cool creepy guy in this movie that I really liked when I was a kid. And that's George like,
0: Carlin was Mr. Conductor on exactly. Shining, Shining Time Station and meanwhile he, he yeah. like in years later he, was, he made this joke about like kids are overrated and yeah. he, he's like, I know this is Mr. Conductor talking but I hate children. Yeah.
1: yeah, I never liked that kind of like, nobody likes everything and that's fine but also not everybody is a middle-aged male moviegoer who wants to watch whatever they want to watch, yeah. you know? And so when we're playing, you know, Spongebob is a bit of an exception because I think Spongebob kind of appeals to a lot of different folks, yeah. grown-ups and some like of that. But when we show, we have shown Alvin and the Chipmunks. We have shown Smurfs, you know? That is because there's five year olds in the neighborhood and in Ottawa who want to come see Smurfs and it's March break. Because there are
2: gangs of kids who want to hang out here without their parents. Do we really (laughs) have
0: to justify showing kids movies? That just seems odd to me. I had to do this person. (laughs) Yeah, like it's like because it's like well, yeah, because people we get a lot of people who are like, you're not showing exclusively what I like. You're showing this stuff I don't like, and that.
2: I've actually gotten an email uh, from someone who was like, "How come you're playing?" the Rocky Horror Picture Show instead of the Saturday Night Cinema. And I feel like this person didn't realize that, like...
0: No one comes to... I mean, to I've gotten
2: two emails from this person, so...
0: Yeah, two emails, Yeah, oh. and I've
2: explained to them at this point in time that it's not one replaces the other, it's yeah. just that one is gone now. Yeah. And, you know, Rocky Horror happens every month. And yeah. he, was, he said, why don't you just play it on Friday night or something like that, and it's like...
0: Well, because the shadow cast needs that date.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well and just per- there are people who come from out of town in the
1: Shadowcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and especially now we've been on a good roll, like, you know, come see Eraserhead, come see Friday the thirteenth, come see Vampiros Lesbos. Yeah. yeah. You'll get the same entertainment experience yeah. out of that. But uh,
2: But it's not like that we're playing one thing instead of the other.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. And and it is too. It's like there's only especially when you have one screen, there's only so many days in the week. And we do have the, the nice distraction of people getting married here or people like Ottawa Film Society or bands renting out the place. And then you just, you kind of weigh that back and forth. And there's always stuff that, that misses coming here that even I know was on our like, short list. Yeah. And just time flies by and all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, we could show that, but now it's Oscar season and we have the opportunity to show you know, Birdman and Gone Girl and Still Alice. And then a couple months go by and go like, oh, now it's summertime and we got these kids' movies we want to show. Mm-hmm. And so kind of, there's there's too many movies. Like, if, if there's too many movies to fit into a 20-theater multiplex, there's way too many movies. Yeah. And, I, and I was just listening to a podcast, and it was with... Um, uh, it and was, the
2: weird thing about the multiplex is they play one movie.
1: On a bunch of screens. On a bunch of screens, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I was listening to a Nerdist podcast with Tom Lennon who, on top of being hilarious and from shows like uh, Reno 911, is a is a sellout Hollywood screenwriter. And he has written stuff like Night at the Museum and the, the Lindsay Lohan, Herbie the Love Bug movie. <laughs> uh, and he and his writing partner, Ben Grant, wrote this great screenwriting book that even if you have no interest in screenwriting, it's just a hilarious look at, at the trenches of Hollywood kind of thing. But he was saying now... It is a statistical fact that there are more movies being made than ever because it's not just Hollywood anymore. Yeah. Independent stuff, British stuff, TV stuff, Netflix stuff, everything. So there's just not enough room. Like there's not enough and if we want to screen especially when we, you know, we hold something we held what we do in the shadows over and it did well for a second week too. Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you think do we hold it over again or is like that's it you know it's, it's always or that. does
2: that kill it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you know we'd love to screen everything, but even like there's stuff that I really want to see that kind of comes and goes, that was on a short list and we just miss it and then end up seeing it elsewhere. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, just because there's not enough hours in the day to fit stuff in. And then there's stuff too where it's like, I would love to show, I I just, I had it on my radar because it's the 25th anniversary of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. (laughs) So I'd like to show that, and I'd like to kind of pester our programmer for that. But I'm like, oh, will it be a Goonies curse, and like is a lot of buzz Hope? online. Is and it then, gonna yeah. be me and yeah. you
2: at the back of the theater quoting?
1: Yeah, being so angry. But uh, but it, it, and I, I think a lot of people do understand of, of it is you know we got to keep trying to pay the bills and stuff like that. Yeah. So when we, you know, especially like the kind of the Facebook and Twitter world. It's probably not, and I could be wrong, but probably not the same world of people come who want to see um, Exotic Marigold Hotel Part 2. There might be, but, you know, we have to appeal to that audience as well because yeah. they're so great for us. And so we just try to mix it up, which I like, kind of having both sides of the A
2: little bit of everything of coin. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then, and then, but I always, like, sometimes people come in... The other day, I... I upsold a membership to a nice young couple who came and the girlfriend or wife said, uh, oh, well, will we be back two more times before next April? And I was like, you have to be back two more times before next April because I said, we have fans who come like once a week.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I say, I come at least once a week if not twice a week but that's because I this is, this is my entertainment. Like, I don't go anywhere else. Yeah. But if you're a fan of mainstream movies, we will definitely play more than two mainstream movies in the next... 12 months. Yeah. Or if you're a fan of the more artsy stuff, like any genre you want, you could look at our... Go back and look at our schedule from the month before online and you'll see that you can come once a month What easily. you're
2: getting into. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like, yeah, there's always there's always something out there. It's like, the morbid thought I always have lately is that, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, oh, I'm bored, especially before the days of like, of like Netflix and, and, and everything at your fingertips and everything. Now I will never be bored. There, there's no excuse for the rest of my life. I
2: understand life. when people say I'm bored. It's like there are so many things for you to figure out yeah, it, <laughs> to do right now. Because besides can just for like decide.
1: you know leaving the house to go to a movie or go to an event, you know it's just there's everything piling up. And and I always try like at home. Obviously there's movies at my fingertips, but I try to just catch up on TV and watch movies here, and I can't. Like there's always more stuff coming out. And then there's and now I'm addicted to podcasts and there's always more stuff going on there and I'm listening to like twenty different podcasts at any given time. So yeah. so yeah, so you know, we, we appreciate people wanting their favorite movie to screen here and sometimes it works out, but sometimes the reason we can't screen it is because, you know, if if my favorite movie might be Army of Darkness, that is not the favorite movie of fifty Everybody. other people. Yeah. That might be a bad example because I think that is a favorite movie to other people. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a movie I, I was like. I'm pretty else sure likes.
2: fifty people came to the last screening.
1: Yeah, like 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 it. Is, uh, Goonies is the go-to example that I that I'm like the cranky old man on the front porch and saying, "You kids promised me you were coming to Goonies and then you
0: didn't." Or Scarface when we showed Scarface yeah, and <laughs> Scarface was Ghost Town. Yeah,
1: that's but
2: how I feel about Hook. Yeah, and the weird thing is after we played Hook. There's a
1: ton of people who were like,
2: oh, well, why don't you play Hook? And it's like, well, you're about yeah. a month late.
1: There was somebody who I think talked with you about showing Spice World a little while ago. Oh, my yeah. God, really? For some event.
2: It was for was International in. Women's Day. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to... I see, that's great. Don't cult.
0: women deserve a better movie <laughs> no. than Spice World? Like Norma Rae or something? Like <laughs> anything? Spice World.
2: Fried green tomatoes.
1: But that's a good example of if you do have an event or a group of people... You could rent out the theater for a fairly reasonable price, and if you think you can sell 50 tickets at 10 bucks a piece, there you go, you're set. You know? Yeah. So, 50
2: tickets pretty much covers your rental.
1: Yeah, and and uh, so in that case, you you can have your favorite movie here and bring all your friends, and it's it's uh, the Kickstarter vibe, right? If you if you want your movie here, everybody chip in a couple bucks, and you can have your movie here. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what people do all the time for birthday parties or fundraisers or a lady came in the other day hoping to screen Frozen and I said don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure that's already in the pesky Disney vaults uh, that a lot of people don't understand but like how yeah
2: that's the one catch public screenings we can't show
1: Jungle Book because Disney won't let us if we
2: can't book it with the distributor then you can't
1: play it either yeah and and it's funny because now Disney owns Star Wars Marvel Muppets so like their 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 tentacles are outreaching towards all these other things that I love, which now we probably can't have public screenings for anymore. Oh,
2: there's so many weird rules. Lee was talking yesterday about Paramount having let the rights lapse to certain movies. Yeah, well, they do that, that. That are surprising. They've like done that, like that a lot with
0: home video.
1: Yeah.
2: And other stuff like that.
1: Or there's weird in. stuff where it's it's um, uh, some stuff which is public dom- domain is is. Baffling, And the whole story behind Night of the Living Dead, which only came out in the, the 60s, but somebody forgot to file some paperwork, and Night of the Living Dead... They didn't
0: put... They put the... Um, they made the movie totally independently, not knowing anything about the business, and they yeah. put the copyright note. It was two reasons. They, they put the copyright notice at the beginning it, with the title, and you're supposed to put it at the end, and they didn't. Yeah. And the title was... It was originally called Night of the Flesh Eaters. Right. And then the distributor changed the title and they didn't, oh. they didn't put the copyright in or something. So it and was some stupid... Oh,
1: whoa. And that's why if you, when you see... When you're at Walmart or a Walmart-type store and you see those, like, four horror movies for $1.99 mm-hmm. and it's, like, an old Bela Lugosi movie and Night of the Living Dead...
2: There are some with hundreds. Oh, yeah. It's, like, ten DVDs of ten movies per yeah, year. Yeah,
0: those are all public domain yeah. titles. I've gotten a couple, and not, some of them aren't great quality, but just... They usually aren't.
1: But there, there's, like... Forty All westerns, Vincent Price, Price yeah. yeah,
0: that's the problem with with public domain movies is that there's no ownership, there's no distributor to do quality control and do like a definitive release usually.
1: Yeah, but that that's what that is. If you ever see that, that's or a lot of the stuff that the the Mystery Science Theater guys made fun of was public domain mm-hmm. stuff. And when they started running out of that, and people got savvy to them that they were popular, started asking for more money, and they were just like, "Oh, we can't afford doing this anymore." But a lot of their old stuff was like public domain stuff or TV movie stuff or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But but yeah, like we we can't just show, you know, I, I would love to show stuff like The Black Hole or Tron or Black Cauldron, kind of 70s, 80s Disney stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's an impossibility. And then sometimes people point at something and say, but that festival had it. I'm like, yeah, but that's like, an animation festival in LA, and Disney made some special thing just for them. Mm-hmm. When
2: you're, yeah, when you're talking about corporations who are yeah. friends together, it's a whole different realm than the one that we're in.
1: Yeah, or it's like uh, a little while ago in Montreal, an animation festival screened uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's because the director Henry Selick was there, and I'm sure they just screened uh, like a Blu-ray of it. But that was like, I'm sure they had to fight for that and say like, we're just going to do it this one theater and this stuff and that because. For whatever reason, they don't want it out of the Pandora's box. They don't want it out. Because, so. man, yeah, every, every time somebody says that, I'm like, I agree with you. I, too, would love to show that awesome old Disney movie.
0: Mm-hmm. We are we screening Jaws, though. Wars. Jaws. Oh, Jaws, oh, oh, Jaws on, it's the 40th anniversary. Yeah. And it's almost like to the date. Are
2: we play- yeah, I was going to say.
0: Like it, it's like it's Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. It's like, it's like if
1: not the same day, it's within a couple days of the 40th anniversary of Jaws. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it seems
0: to be getting a good response on Facebook. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love Jaws is one of those movies that such a simple present like if you, if you describe Jaws to somebody you're like oh there's a shark killing people they try to stop him you know it, it doesn't sound <laughs> superb but I could just watch that movie over and over and yeah. over again. it's really a compliment to the actors in it I think more than anything oh yeah yeah, but Robert. Tra- Can we
2: cover something? This is maybe a stupid question, yes. but to the, just to cover it for some folks out there on the internet who might be yeah. hesitant to come to the screening. Yeah, were any sharks harmed in the making of this film? No, no, no. It's a robot. It's a it's a,
1: it's a super robot shark, and that's why you don't see much of him. Because in the original idea, it was going to be shark all over the place. Yeah. And then it didn't work. There's there's some great documentary stuff about that. Okay. Cool. But we cool. we screened another movie. I, I, I don't know if Andrew, if you remember it, but we screened
0: some like midnight movie. Yeah, Tint- Tinto Rera, which is about a tiger shark. <laughs> that movie killed a lot of sharks. Okay. that movie, yeah. Oh that, my God. Is, that is a very. Like the cannibal
2: Holocaust. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. That, there's
0: a lot of shark killing, and that's, yeah, it's tiger sharks. Yeah. That's a weird movie. That's, that's a shark. Exploitation movie, but it's also kind of a like a, a soap opera. Yeah, like there's you, a soap opera side you plot. You watch that and you're like, oh. But you can that, tell watching the shark that footage shark. that the sharks were not treated no humanely.
1: Yeah, and it's because back then sharks were just considered like not animals. It's just fish. Yeah. So, but oh, it's and then in Cannibal Holocaust. I think that's the one where there's a scene of like, it is kind of circle of life or whatever, but it's like a boa constrictor kind of going around an animal. Oh wow. I think it's it's in one of those cannibal movies that we've screened here, and it's like the cutest like panda badger thing you've ever seen. And the scene only goes on for like thirty seconds, but it seems like ten minutes of just this snake going like just killing this animal. And I just imagine them being like, okay, take seventeen, get another panda. <laughs> but well, they
0: kill a like a, a tortoise in, in Cannibal yeah. Holocaust.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's brutal.
0: Yeah. But, but in like jaws away at
1: it. Jaws is, is a robot shark.
2: And, and so uh, no, nothing is nothing harmed. Is nothing harmed. So there you go.
0: Yeah. Cool. Not even a robot. It's like a uh, I don't know what they made it out of, but I it didn't I've seen work. Photos. Yeah, what's the documentary called? The shark. The shark is re- still working. The shark. They, is they had a mechanical shark, and it never worked. Track or that down. Rarely, rarely worked. It. Yeah,
1: we've seen mm-hmm. that here before, but that's something fun to watch before or after Jaws, because it just shows like how. And it's one of those things, like, like a young filmmaker, his big breakthrough project. It almost went horribly wrong. If it hadn't made money, we would never have heard from.
0: It, it is fortunate. It is lucky again. that that movie <laughs> works. That that movie is yeah. great because it could have been terrible. Because the making of that movie was yeah. very problematic. Yeah. to say the Yeah, least. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fascinating kind of thing. So, I think about yeah.
2: how different life would be if that hadn't flown. Like, we, we'd have no hook. Movies There'd would be, be no missing. Hook. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: Whoops. Oh, okay. Okay. We got to get out of here. Get ready for our evening of movies. Uh, we will uh, talk to y'all next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Thanks everybody. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.